Welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. I remember the day very well. I was meeting with a friend for breakfast, discussing some things, and toward the end of our meeting, someone came into the restaurant and said, a plane has hit one of the towers in, uh, in, in New York. And that was the beginning of that infamous day, 9-11-2001. Nationally, that day, the events of that day, changed everything, everything for our country. And it is still impacting our nation to this very day. What a change was affected on that day. Well, there are numerous personal events that bring change to our lives. Um, I'm thinking of things like the acquisition of a driver's license. I remember when I was 16 years old and got my driver's license, Wow, what a change it brought to my life. I was, I had independence and a sense of freedom and the ability to go on my own to places. And thankfully, the place that I liked to go to most was, was church and the youth group. Then there's marriage. Marriage brings major change to our lives. The birth of the first child will bring major change. The last child leaving home, the empty nest, what a change that is. And, and I could go on and on. The, the point is there are events that bring change to our lives. But there's one event that's in a category of its own. A category of its own. It changes not only our life here on earth, but it changes our eternal destination. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is a very familiar verse to most believers. And it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, New things have come. And here is a verse that really summarizes that event that brings major change to our lives. The verse begins by saying, if anyone is in Christ. What does it mean? Because obviously everything hinges on that, on those two words, in Christ. The change that we're talking about comes here. This is, uh, is what it's all about, being in Christ. What's it mean? Well, I believe it's further explained in verses 18 to 21, which say this, Now all these things, this change, are from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, not counting or holding their trespasses against them, and He's committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He, God, made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You see, it's in Christ that, uh, that this wonderful life and eternity changing event happens. In Christ. Christ is the one that 
obviously took our sin, as verse 25 says, on himself, even though he was without sin himself, took our sin upon himself, and he paid for that sin so that he could forgive us and make us righteous, give us his righteousness, uh, uh, put on our account, our personal account, his righteousness, so that when God sees us, He sees us as completely righteous, and that reconciles us back into a relationship with God. Previously, we were enemies of God. But uh, and and separated from God by our sin. But thank God, in Christ, we have been reconciled to God. That's what this is all about. And we have become a new creature, a new creation. Uh, That word new there is not new in time, but new in quality. So, for example, I could say that I got another new car. That's new in time. But if I said, I got, uh, I have a car, but I got another new vehicle, I got a truck this time, that's new in quality. It's a different kind of vehicle. And so uh, I am now a different kind of creation. I am a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. The old things have gone. They've passed away. There are new things that have come. And that, that again, new things of a different kind in my life that were never there before uh, have come. And they've come with an ongoing effects. In other words, uh, the, the come there have come. And that verb is in the perfect tense. It means an event that happens with ongoing effects. And so, um, the change that's come into my life is not just a one-and-done change, but it is a change that continues to develop and happen um, in my life. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There you go. There is being in Christ and what it does. Romans chapter 6, verses 6 to 8, has uh, uh, some interesting and uh, insight here and gives us some, some insight into this whole thing. Romans 6, 6 says this, Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him. Now, when you're crucified, you die. And the old self died in order that our body of sin might be done away with or rendered inoperative. In other words, sin's power was broken so that we no longer would be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. That doesn't mean that that we never sin, but the power of sin over us is broken. We don't have to. Now, if we have died with Christ, it says, we believe that we shall also live with him. And that's exactly what happened there. As we are in Christ, we become new creatures. The old things passed away. We are crucified with Christ. New things have come. We are alive in Christ. Oh my goodness, what a powerful thought. What a, a, a powerful event that comes in this life. And so this event that I am uh, referencing is called a conversion by Jesus. Jesus calls it a conversion. In Matthew chapter 18... Uh, verse 3, uh, Jesus makes a statement. But let me back up to verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a child to himself and set him before them and said, 
Truly I say to you, unless you are converted, there it is, and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself... As this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, what does he mean by that? Well, he says, if you become like a child, what's a child like? A child has no history. A child is, is, is one that is uh, totally trusting. Totally trusting. And Jesus is saying here, when you believe in me, when you totally trust in me, when you humble yourself and and lose all that pride and come to me as a as as a needy, wretched, helpless sinner, when you come to me, uh, you are then converted. You are converted, and that word converted means to turn. It, in, in, the, in the original Greek language, it, it literally means to, to turn, to, to turn around, to change. Very similar to the word repentance. As a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, uh, Peter is preaching his second recorded sermon in Acts. And right in uh, the uh, middle of his sermon, Acts 3.19, he says this, Therefore, repent and return. That word return is be converted. So that your sins may be wiped away in order that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So um, Peter is calling on them to repent and be converted. And so uh, what we're talking about here, this life-changing event is conversion. It's, it's literally a change from the inside out. Uh, this is a genuine, radical, complete change. It is a new birth. You are familiar with John chapter 3 where Jesus uh, met with Nicodemus by night. He said to Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, born from above, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of heaven, the rule of Christ, the family of God. Uh, there, there has to be a new birth. And so this is not just a, a minor thing. Um, a conversion involves the work of God and God turning us so that we will repent, that we'll turn from our evil ways, that we'll turn from our sin. You say, well, I, I know good moral people. They don't really have evil ways. Yes, they do. We are all infected by sin, and it's evil in God's sight. And when we turn in repentance, we experience true, radical change at the very, very core of our beings. We are literally born again, a new spiritual birth. And you know what that's, that's all about. And so this, uh, this event of conversion is a life and eternity changing event. Can I just say this? You know, it is more than just saying a, a patent, patent prayer. It's, it's more than just mouthing the words, I believe in Jesus. It's more than just saying the sinner's prayer. I'm convinced that there are people uh, that have uh, said the sinner's prayer that haven't truly been converted. Because again, true conversion, a new spiritual birth, brings true change to our lives. Jesus, when he talked about the parable of the seed and the sower, he said that uh, the seed that falls on good ground, that is a heart that is prepared to receive it, 
Some of it, it will some some seed will bring forth thirty fold, some sixty fold, some a hundred fold. But in every case, there is some fruit. There is some fruit that is there. So um, th- th- this uh, change is is just not uh, something that uh, that we just go through the, some little ritual, some motion, and think that our eternities and never change. If there's no change in our life, then then there's no meeting Jesus. If you've truly met Jesus and had uh, an experience, a true, genuine, heart experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot come away from that unchanged. It absolutely, that's why we use the word, the biblical word, conversion. Conversion. It's truly that. You know, Jesus said there will be many in the last day that say to me, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied your name and this, that, and the other? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Uh, I hope that you're not in that in that crowd. This life and eternity changing event produces ongoing results, evidences of true conversion. There's really change, really evidence of true conversion. And so, on the next podcast, I'm going to be talking about some of those evidences of true conversion. And we would do well, as the Scripture says, to examine ourselves to be sure that we are in the faith. There's nothing wrong with asking God to show us, uh, do I do I manifest evidences of truly being saved, of truly being born again, of truly being converted? I hope that you'll come back for that particular podcast, the next podcast. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.